0: Hallelujah! Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <coughs> Amen. 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 Uh, I'm not gonna take long. Uh, I <coughs> hope just to cover just a few things in relation to the Passover. Oh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. amen. So I I just want to talk about the the topic of uh, redemption through his blood. Redemption through his blood. Amen. Um, amen. amen. So let's go to Hebrews chapter. Eight chapter 9, from verse 11 to 14. Okay, in my Bible it reads, uh, but when Christ appeared as as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. He entered once, For all into the holy place, into the holy places, Uh, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, therefore securing eternal redemption. Okay, Uh, for if the Bible, if if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of heifer sanctify for purification of the flesh how much more will the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offered uh, offered himself without blemish to God purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God Amen Amen. Amen. So this is the topic that I want to talk about today that is we sort of explore the whole idea of the Passover that one of the significant things that the Passover has done for us is to secure redemption. Oh, yes. and, and this redemption is eternal redemption. Amen. Amen. So in verse 11 it says, but when Christ appeared as a high priest, so we know from the Old Testament that the, the high priest played a very vital role in the life of the, the, the Israelites. So, a high priest was a supreme of the Israelites. In that position, we know that it was occupied by Aaron, and it belonged to the tribe of Levi. And it belonged to the tribe of Levi. But the other thing that we know about the role of the high priest is the fact that they exercise oversight over other priests. Amen. Amen. But the other thing that we also know about the high priest is the fact that the high priest was to offer uh, a sin offering for the congregation, for the entire congregation. And also for himself Amen Amen. Uh, That you can read from the Old Testament If you read Leviticus chapter 4 From verse 3 to verse 21 You will find It highlights that role that they played In the nation of Israel So he represented the whole congregation And himself so he, he played a role of a mediator. He represented. He represented. A man. Amen. So he came between God and man. For that is the role of the mediator. In, in in the the New New that's why I would find. The Bible speaks about Jesus as the mediator, and we'll, we'll further talk about that. There's no mediator between God and man except the man Jesus Christ. Yes. And Jesus is the final mediator. Jesus, The ultimate mediator. Yes. Amen. Amen. So the the high priest represented the whole congregation and also himself. And that is also important because the priest was not free from sin. In other words, the reason they had to um, basically facilitate that whole process of atonement or uh, the, the, the sacrifice for sin is because they were also sinful priests. So they had to sacrifice for the, for the entire congregation and for themselves. Amen. Amen. The other thing that we know about a high priest is the fact that the high priest was the only one who was allowed into the most holy place behind the veil uh, to stand before God. And this will happen obviously when it was atonement. Amen. Amen. This we can find from Leviticus chapter 16, from verse 14 to 16. Amen. My assumption is that you are Bible readers and you are taking note. <laughs> And that you are taking note and you are going to read for yourself when you have time. Because if we are to really go in depth, it will take us almost the whole day to, to talk about Christ as, as the mediator. Uh, to talk about the sin-bearing sacrifice, which I think Muruti has also highlighted. Because the Passover is like the climax of all these things. That way in the Old Testament, but they are climax in the person of Jesus Christ. And so when you speak about Passover, we will talk about redemption. When you speak about Passover, we will talk about the sin bearing sacrifice. When you talk about the Passover, we can also equally talk about the love of God. And when you talk about the Passover, we can also talk about the punishment of sin. So all these things are, are all climaxed when christ was crucified because when christ was crucified god was demonstrating his love for you and i amen. Amen. also equally speaking oh sorry <laughs> you can interpret <laughs> amen amen when christ was crucified amen. god was demonstrating his love for you and I. But he was also punishing sin. So that's why we we'll speak about the curse. he became the case of the law. Because that was divine judgment and punishment against sin. Amen. Amen. But it was victory against sin. Because when he was crucified He dismantled And he he disempowered Sin of its effect So when you become saved That's why we say you are free from sin Because once you are reunited with Christ The Bible says you have passed from death to life so we can speak about the Passover from many angles but all those angles are significant to demonstrate what the Passover has achieved for us amen so please read your Bible as I refer to these verses amen as I said I, I want to make sure that uh, I speak within the time that I'm given. Amen. Amen. So when Christ, when Christ appeared as a high priest, we, we established that he played a, a role of a mediator. We, uh, so the, the high priest played the karlo karlo role yamme yamme of yamme yamme a mediator.
1: In the, the New yamme yamme
0: Testament, in the New Testament, Christ is the one who is our high priest. In the Old Testament, it might have been Aaron. In the New Testament, so the Aaronic role, so Rolya Aaron, is basically prefiguring the role of Christ. So when you speak about types or typology, you can say Jesus was a type of Aaron. Because he fulfilled that role but most perfectly because of the nature of his work in the New Testament. Amen. 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 So in verse 11 it says but when Christ appeared as a high priest fulfilling that role of Aaron from the Old Testament but, but most perfectly in the New Testament as the ultimate sacrifice, as the ultimate mediator, So Jesus is our high priest. Jesus, Jesus is our Aaron. Amen. Amen. Jesus is our arun. So the Bible says, but when the when Christ appeared as high priest of good things that have come. And you will see, uh, as we read through, that part of the good things that he came to achieve is redemption. In context, if we are to read, we are speaking about redemption. Amen. Amen. So he came to provide us or to give us redemption. Amen. Amen. He has done many good things. When many good things that he has done for humanity. We, we find true freedom from sin through Jesus' sacrifice. Who personally come to the knowledge of God and are reconciled with God through the sacrifice that was made by Jesus you have found favor as a person as a person who believes um, before God through Christ so all these things he has achieved for us we did not earn them you did not work for them. You did not do anything in terms of performance to have what you have. So, that's why I Amen. Amen. And so none of what pertains to redemption and salvation Is obtained by any effort of our own Salvation is by grace and by grace alone And it's important to understand that No amount of religious works or good works That you can ever perform, that you can ever do Will earn you the love of the Father It is through his son that he has loved us. And his son has performed all that is necessary for our salvation. So we don't become part of the family of God through anything that we do. So we can expound on a whole lot of things that Christ has done for us. But if we are to talk about anything, that we must assert the fact that there is salvation in no other name. Yes. There is no salvation in no other name. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus has, um, uh, through Christ's sacrifice, or uh, his Role of a a mediator as as a high priest. And he must be cognizant. is not just the high priest who's, who's bringing a sacrifice. He's a high priest who himself is a sacrifice. So he's not bringing something external to himself. He's bringing himself as the sacrifice and more specifically the ultimate sacrifice Amen Amen. and it says then through the greater and more perfect tent greater and more perfect tent in all testament you would use a, a, a tent or the tabernacle Amen. Amen New Testament
1: It Testament elevates
0: us is It is elevates a- us a- To things that are more real More eternal a- mm-hmm. a- Amen Amen. They are more real a- And more eternal And more a- spiritual a- Amen. A- Amen. Amen So you will soon see that When Jesus came To deal with the issue of sin And if you, in fact, you read the entire Hebrew, you will see the emphasis is the Old Testament, but it points us to what has been accomplished in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, sin was dealt from the point of the flesh, purification of the flesh. We will soon uh, expound on the purification of the flesh. New Testament... Deals more internally with human sin. Because it deals with the conscious. It deals with the heart. It uproots sin from the heart. It purifies sin from the heart. It, it gives you more true liberty. Freedom of freedom of and total freedom from sin. That's the New Testament. That's the what new testament is for us. Amen. Amen in the New Testament. Amen. Amen. In verse 12 it says, okay, let's just finish up verse 11. Then through greater and more perfect tent, an eternal tent, a spiritual tent, um, uh, a heavenly, a divine tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. Amen. 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 <laughs> so this one is free from any uh, human defects. <inaudible> it cannot be Polluted, it cannot. It's indestructible. Cannot be destroyed. Amen. Amen. It's a perfect ten, free from human defects. Amen. Amen. Verse twelve. He entered once for all into the holy place. He entered once and for all into the holy place. It's quite a, this this phrase once and for all. Ruri yeah. has got very deep implications for us, for our understanding of redemption or salvation. Amen. Amen. Once and for all. Amen. Amen. So it, it alludes to the sufficiency, the completeness, the perfection of Christ's blood or death to secure redemption for mankind. So the sacrifice that Jesus made He made it once. In the Old Testament, the sacrifice will be be done yearly, annually, year in and year out. Year in and year out. In other words, it was repetitive. It was a process that had to be done over and over again. In the New Testament, it is done once. And it fully, totally, completely, sufficiently Accomplishes its divine design Amen Amen. Amen. So it's a complete sacrifice Nothing can be added into it Nothing can be deleted from it It's a perfect sacrifice Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Old Testament, they have to dare to do it over and over again. Testament, New Testament, yeah. Jesus accomplishes it once through his death on the cross. Testament, so the blood of Christ is sufficient to remove our sin it's perfect to deal with the issue of sin once and for all the, the blood of Jesus Christ has got the, the, the power even a drop of blood is sufficient to wipe away the sin of humanity even the drop of of his blood suffices to remit, to remove, to deal with the whole issue of human sin. Amen. Amen. Lilirotodiana lahai is sufficient to redeem us. Australia, Australia, to be in Sahau. Only a blood, a drop is sufficient to wash our sins away. Amen. So Mariah was 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 perfectly sufficient uh, to achieve for us his redemption. Mariah where. So, his blood secures our redemption. Amen. So, the Bible says he entered once for all into the holy place. They were elevated into heaven to more perfect things, to the reality of those things that were to come. And they have been fulfilled by Christ. And he says, not by means of blood of goats and cows, but by means of his own blood. As I said, the, much as the, the animals that were used were, were, were to be free from any defect. If you study the Old Testament, any, they were free from any defects. They were to be spotless. They were to be free from any kind of defect. But Christ, Christ. as a sacrifice himself is a more perfect sacrifice completely and totally free from sin. Amen. Amen. So his blood secures for us eternal Redemption. So there's no need to offer anything to God in order for you to obtain redemption. There's no need for you to do anything for you to end the Father's love. The Son has earned that love on your behalf. Yes, salvation is free, but it's costly, because it costed him. You are the one who is a recipient of the sacrifice that was made on your behalf. So you are a beneficiary of all those blessings that pertain to salvation. That's why the Bible says you are a co-heir together with Christ. You are a co-heir together with Christ that you have obtained eternal inheritance. So all the blessings that pertain to salvation are yours in Christ. Amen. Amen. They are yours in Christ. Amen. So the emphasis today and I'll I'll basically also speak on the benefits of this redemption uh, from a Bible standpoint of view. Amen. It says by means of his own blood. He rendered to God. He gave to God. His blood. That perfect blood. It reaches to the highest mountains it flows to the lowest valley yes. to give us a picture of the fact that nothing is impossible insofar as dealing with human sin this blood can flow to the deepest part of a human soul and cleanse the sin that so entangles us the blood of Christ yes. is sufficient to purify you that you are cleansed eternally. (laughs) I think people perhaps don't understand the implications of what is written here. Jesus did it all once and for all and he has obtained it for me and you and you don't have to render anything to achieve this redemption we just come as broken sinners believing in the substitute believing in the power in the strength in the sufficiency of the blood of the son of God that all our sins are forgiven amen. all our sins are dealt with at the cross in Calvary yes. amen. amen typically as christians we know we are engaged in a battle battle of the flesh and battle of the flesh against the spirit entangled in that battle because of the residue of sin that still are with us Amen Amen. that even in that battle we battle against sin personally in Christ it is objectively dealt with it is nailed uh, God has delivered us Amen. Amen But yet there is an ongoing battle against sin and we find ourselves entangled in sin We find ourselves entangled in habitual sins We find ourselves entangled in secretive sins But let me assure you All our sins are dealt with by the sacrifice of the son. It's about the gospel. It's about the gospel. We, we, We don't uh, start with the gospel and move away from the gospel You can never out preach and outdo and out act the gospel that gospel that you received that promised you that your sins are forgiven in Christ is the gospel that will sustain you as a believer in your journey with God that gospel is the one that still aids you to deal with the issue of sin that gospel has the power the capacity to deal with your secretive sins that gospel has the power to deal with your habitual sin some, some of us I know I don't, I don't know how many times perhaps you have uh, you have asked for forgiveness and repented from <laughs> habitual sins I will never do it again amen we all know that it's a struggle that we have. But Christ has obtained victory for us. Amen. It's not Amen. by striving to obtain victory. Victory is certain through the death of His Son, through the blood of His Son. Victory is certain. Amen. 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 I don't think I will finish. (laughs) amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, verse 12 says, He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of His own blood, therefore securing eternal redemption. He secured eternal redemption. Amen. Amen. So redemption is through his blood. So this whole idea of redemption has to do with deliverance from sin and its consequences. So it does not only deal with our sins, but it also deals with the consequences of our sins. For instance, it deals with our guilt. Because you can sin and you are forgiven, but now you're carrying the burden of guilt. But the blood of Christ actually also deals most importantly with the whole issue of guilt. See, with the thing is with, with 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 guilt, it can be an objective experience and also a subjective experience. Amen. I will okay, explain that. Amen. <laughs> if it's objective, it means that you have really uh, broken the law of God. <laughs> and I, you, you don't have to feel that you have broken God's law. <laughs> you know that you, you can sin without feeling that you have sinned. <laughs> you, you do not even have those uh, feelings of guilt that we typically feel when we have done something that is wrong. Amen. Amen. And then the subjective part is when you actually feel the guilt when we speak about the fact that you have got a guilty conscience. Because you know that your conscience is now pestering you because you have sinned. But it's possible for you to sin and not yet feel guilty or have the guilty conscience. However, Christ deals with our guilt completely both objective and also subjective. He dealt with the issue of of sin, preaching of the law of God, and also he cleanses us internally through His blood to remove the guilt that is in us. Amen. 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 So through Christ's redemption, we obtain reconciliation with God because the issue of redemption uh, basically comes as a result of the fact that when you sin against God. <sighs> when you break God's law, you become estranged from God. You are alienated from the life of God. Amen. That's exactly what happened in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were expelled from the Garden of Eden. They lost out on all the benefits of being with God, fellowship with God. So they were estranged or alienated from the life of God. They could no longer fellowship with God. Or put it differently, they died spiritually. Spiritual death. Amen. Amen. Being disconnected from the life of God. Being alienated from the life of God. But when Christ comes, he reconnects us. He reconciles us. Yes. He, yes. he brings yes. us yes. back yes. To yes. God, yes. And it's part of his role of being a mediator. Yes. The reality is that God hates sin. He hates sin. But simultaneously, God loves humanity. So those two things, you know, when you look at the character of God, you're thinking, how, God, how can God you know punish human beings for their sin and yet love them? Most people struggle with that. If, if, if God is so good, if God is so kind, if God is so loving, how come he allows evil and suffering to happen? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to deal with that issue here, but what I wanted to portray to you, it's true, it's possible for God to be loving and kind, but yet at the same time punish sin. If God do not punish sin We will accuse him of being a tyrant It's like allowing our justice system To free all criminals Without without any penalty Without any Jew sin (laughs) uh, uh, Without any uh, uh, Jew uh, punishment All of us will cry foul to that justice system. It's an unjust system. So, if God was not to punish sin, all of us will accuse him. Tyrant. We call him a tyrant. He's an evil God. How can he allow criminals free without due punishment? But in Christ, the due punishment of sin was paid. So he's the he's just and the justifier of those who believe in him. Amen. 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 So this uh, redemption is achieved for us by the sin-bearing sacrifice of Christ. In the Old Testament, it was animals—goats, bulls, calves. In the New Testament, it's Christ, who is the perfect sacrifice. In the Test- Old Testament, it was repetitive and temporary. In the New Testament, it's once and forever. Amen. It's everlasting. It's eternal. It's forever. Amen. Amen. And so this has a very profound implications for us as Christians in terms of understanding our position, our security, our assurance of salvation. Understanding where we stand with God. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse seven, I think it was highlighted earlier. I'm about to sit, just explore quickly some of the things that this redemption has achieved for us in Christ Jesus." In Ephesians chapter one, verse seven, it says, "In him we have redemption." Through his blood. We have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness. Of our trespasses. <laughs> according to the riches of his grace. According according to his, his immeasurable grace. <laughs> so it doesn't matter the number of your sins. <laughs> if all of us were to count our sins. Since we were born. Let's take the whole idea of sin As a principle And perhaps talk about our own actions Others will further uh, uh, expound on that And they say are the sins of omission And sins of commission There's more subtle sins There's more subtle sins There's more obvious sins because the sins, the sins of omission are subtle yeah, yeah. And they are religious <inaudible> And there are sins that we typically do But you know, we like condemning the other obvious ones yeah. <laughs> <inaudible> um, You can talk about being patient Because to be impatient is actually to act contrary to the word of God <inaudible> we can talk about kindness but being unkind is to act contrary to the word of God in, in, in words, that is also tantamount to sin you see there are more religious ones subtle and we don't mind them they
1: have no issues want to the
0: other ones that we do and sometimes we are even quicker to condemn sins in others than in ourselves. Amen. 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 So his redemption basically translated into our own forgiveness. Says, the Bible says the forgiveness uh, in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. No matter the number. God's grace is immeasurable. It's, it's abounding. It's more than enough to save you as a sinner. Amen. Amen. It was because of this the, the riches of his grace. Just think for a moment if God was to You know, uh, uh, um, punish us for our sins, or rather, think of the assault that each and every one of us have towards God. Daily in our thoughts, daily through our actions, all the human beings throughout all generations, God has to bear with us. You understand? Amen. 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 So it speaks about the riches of his grace. He's so rich in his grace that he's able to bear our sins. he's able to be patient with us in our sinful and foolish uh, nature, if I may put it that way. Amen. is rich in grace. Amen. Amen. The other thing is that all our sins are forgiven by the redemption that Jesus has obtained for us all our sins are forgiven by the redemption that Christ obtained for us past present future sins all are forgiven in Christ Amen Amen I might, I might be accused, Mfundis, are, are you promoting licentiousness? I saying uh, Christians can sin freely. As you know, it is the grace of God that teaches us to say no to ungodliness and unrighteousness. So, so grace empowers us to, to be holy, to be godly. However, our, our salvation is secured in Christ. It's, it's not by sinning or unsinning. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. by moral performance. Today, you're like, I'm going a stake i i like, <laughs> Suddenly, Amen. your salvation is, shake, is, is shaken. The foundation of our salvation is Christ. It's not based on, on actions of our own. Amen. Amen. And I think a lot of Christians grapple with this whole idea of having comfort in the fact that Jesus has achieved it for, for us once and for all. So nothing, nothing you can undo or you can do can ever you know end the love of the Father for you. He said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen Listen to to him. Obey him, hear him. Amen. Amen. So all our sins are dealt with by Christ. Redemption, amen. Hallelujah, amen. Are we still there, saints? Amen. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. I'll be sitting down briefly. I'm not gonna highlight all these benefits due to time. Chapter 2, verse 13 and you were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive uh, to, uh, with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. Give it, give it, so, okay. it was not partial forgiveness. Yeah. It was complete forgiveness. So our sins are completely forgiven in Christ. Amen. Amen. He did not come to offer us partial pardon. That there are those sins that he will not forgive. And there are those sins that he will forgive. When we rest our faith in the substitute in his son and what he has obtained on our behalf, we are surely completely forgiven by God. Amen Amen. He does not withhold anything against us To use a more Passover language He has passed over Our sins He has passed over our sins Completely and totally free from sin redeemed completely forgiven of all your sins so when the son of man sets you free you are free indeed you are free from the dominion and control of sin you are free from the power of evil you are free from the domain of darkness in Christ, you have been set free. You have obtained true freedom. Through through the redemption that was provided by Jesus Christ. When he we rises, we are about to pray. Amen. As I said, <laughs> I didn't. <mean> it. <laughs> Amen. Okay, you may be seated for a moment. Um, Yes, um, so that I can just finish through the notes. Hey, letter, number three mm-hmm. is uh, we have obtained. Uh, um, that, that's point number three. Uh, point number one and two we have obtained. Uh, one we have obtained pardon through to Christ. Two all our sins. Are itcharelo three, itcharelo. three he secures eternal life for us. John chapter 3, verse 16, of which we all know. Amen. 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 That he gave his only begotten son. He sacrificed. He gave. So the coming of Christ, not only his death, but his coming was a sacrifice from God. It was divinity coming into humanity. It was God coming to be with us, Emmanuel. He took human form and became a sin-bearing sacrifice. So this salvation is achieved for us by God himself, through God. It is by God and through God and And him him alone that we have obtained this redemption for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believes in him shall not perish shall not die eternally but shall have eternal life instead of eternal destruction instead of eternal condemnation we have obtained eternal joy, eternal peace. We have obtained eternal life in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 So you are sacrificed to secure eternal life for humanity. Amen. Amen. We have been rescued from the domain of darkness through Christ. The over our lives. The power of darkness doesn't have power over us. All those principalities that were mentioned, all the powers that be, all the evil spirit whatever, all the demonic forces, in that realm, how Nantwe Eloring has control over a Christian? You you have been free from, from the Christ. domain of darkness. You now exist in the domain of light. From the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. From being a child of darkness to being the child of light. Amen. Amen. So we've been free from the domain of darkness. That is Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. I think it was highlighted earlier. Amen. 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 And then we are redeemed from all wickedness by the redemption of Jesus Christ. Amen. Titus chapter 11. Titus, uh, chapter 2, verse 11. Chapter 2, verse 11. Yes. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled and upright and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, uh, uh, the appearing of the glory of uh, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, Who gave himself for us Who gave himself for us To redeem us from all lawlessness From all the futile ways of the flesh From all ungodliness From all sinfulness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession. So we move from the point where we are redeemed from lawlessness but we are also purified. We are cleansed. We are washed from all that lawlessness. We are washed, purified. Internally, our guilt is washed our sins washed away, purified for himself, a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. So in your imperfection, you can still serve the living God. In a certain position for you to start serving God. You you do not not have have to feel like no, today I'm not. I'm not in a quite a right space. You know how we talk. I'm not quite in the right space to be doing this. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God has dealt with that. He's purified as we purified for Himself. You are purified. You are M- sanctified, and it's done once and for all. It's not a repetitive process. It's a gospel thing. If you understand the gospel, that's what it has achieved for us. We don't strive for purity in one sense. Yes, we do by pursuing, for instance, if we read our scriptures and stuff like that, but objectively, the work of purification and sanctification is actually the work of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. The things that we do are means God Himself, the God the Holy Spirit is the one who does the work. It is God who works in us to will and to do we are not willing people and sometimes we don't feel like doing it we don't feel like being patient being kind, being loving we don't feel like it Amen, Amen. but God through Christ has obtained purification of sin Amen Amen. so we are redeemed from all wickedness from all lawlessness and God has set us apart to be His, uh, His divine, His, His possession, His treasure, in order for us to do the good works that He has prepared for us before the foundations of the world. So all His all His things things have been fully, completely prepared for you from the foundations of the world. So your, your actions of goodness. Uh, the works that you do Because you say you love you God, love God. Mm. Those works have been prepared for you Before the foundations You just need to walk in them Leave, Leave them out in Christ Amen, Amen. Hallelujah Amen. So that's what I wanted to share with you today About the redemption of Christ What He has achieved for all of us And that um, you know, when we are redeemed, we have been forgiven. When we are redeemed, um, Christ has secured our, our, our salvation. Uh, we don't earn our salvation. We don't have to do anything in order for you to be saved. You are merely saved by the grace of God. Um, he has achieved that for you. All that you need to do is to believe, is to trust in the substitute, and have comfort, and, and, and rest yourself in the substitute. Not in yourself, even not even in your faith, because your faith varies. We speak about degrees of faith, tiny little faith that is needed for you to move the mountains. Amen. 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 All that is needed is the presence of faith, not the magnitude of it. (laughs) It's not even the power and the potency of faith that saves you, because we know Peter lost that faith. It says. Jesus calls him, come and walk over the sea. And then suddenly he walks. And then doubt creeps in. And then he started sinking. Amen. 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 Because the faith was now having doubts. Portraying the life of a Christian that we walk through doubts. Doubting our salvation. Are we saved or not? I've, t- I've done a very horrible thing as a Christian. A- am I really saved? I come to tell you that Christ has forgiven you all your Amen. sins. Amen. amen amen Amen. that through Christ you have obtained amen. redemption. We may rise as we are about to pray: Amen. I think this Passover, you know it's important to remind ourselves constantly of these truths and yes. and bombard ourselves. When you have been a Christian for a long time, you tend to think, you know, religiously, through your own actions. Uh, God accepts you. God loves me because I've done one, two, three. Amen. And you totally miss the whole point that he loved you while you were still a sinner. Amen. Amen. Ooh. That he's been Ooh. kind to you all along, even when you were defi- defying him, resisting him, reje- rejecting him. God's love is so strong, it's so powerful that it pursued you while you were still a sinner. And that how much more loved you are as the prodigal son who has now come back home. And that you are still loved in Christ. You don't have to be the big brother, you know, envying what the father does for the, for the younger brother. You have, all been, you have always been here. You, have, you had total, complete access to the father's love. He loves you not because of what you do. We have been loved in Christ. Amen. Amen. And so I would like us to just to pray for God to help us even from that spirit of religion that entraps us to think we have to do something in order for us to to be loved or to feel loved by God. Amen. Amen. And if you are here again, you don't know who God is, this is the message of the gospel for you. It's about what Christ has achieved for you uh, when he was crucified at the cross in Calvary it's about how he dismantled the power of sin that you can walk totally free today because Christ gives you true freedom when the son sets you free he sets you free indeed I don't know what the burdens you are experiencing in your life I don't know what the nature of guilt the extent of the guilt that you are feeling I don't know the number of sins that you have I don't know what might be impeding you from coming to Christ but all that I can say is that God has dealt with all that in the person of Jesus Christ when he was crucified at the cross. Amen. Father, we thank you and we give you praise and honor that heavenly father we have obtained eternal redemption in christ we've been set free from the power of darkness from the power of sin from the power even of the fear of death and death itself we have moved from death to life mighty god that in christ we are more than conquerors mighty god we are grateful to know Mutmiyamatlohle that we are loved and accepted Mutmiyamatlohle not on the basis of what we have done and not what on the on the basis of what we do Mutmiyamatlohle but purely on the basis of what Jesus has done for us Mutmiyamatlohle That Mutumwa kali fulahai le ya repidisa le fulahai lea ya rephulusa modimwa ka hamadi ya tsholluwa Mutumwa ka that you have dealt with sin internally that you have washed away our sins you have purified our conscience you have purified our souls by the blood the blood that is sufficient the blood that is perfect the blood of Christ that removes all sins mighty God we are grateful to walk free from the power of sin there is therefore now no condemnation unto those that are in Christ who do not walk according to the dictates of the flesh but walk according to the dictates of the spirit we are grateful to be a people that are free even from condemnation mighty God in the name of Jesus